Welcome to Bag of Cans podcast with me, Joe, and that Tom. Hello. Hello. How are we? Not bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I've had a I've had a bit of a move around in my room, so I'm having to. Basically, I got rid of my desk, so now I'm just sat on my bed with a little microphone on a bedside table. Nice. So hopefully, I sound too. hopefully I sound just as good as usual. So marvelous, mate. How good? Do you, how good do you, would you say I sound out of out of seven? Uh, like six point three. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, quite specific. Your voice might start getting lost in that beard soon. It is a bit bigger now, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, someone said some nice things about it the other day as well. It made me feel quite nice. Nice little confidence boost for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. When was the last time someone said something nice about your podcast? Been a while, that. Been a while. Mm. I suppose I you have to do the po- you have to do the podcast, yeah, for people to comment on it, don't you? Yeah, that's true. Should we do and a then podcast? Actually, like, let people know. Yeah, should we start yeah. that now? Or? Yeah, that's, that'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Just said you want to make this a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I've written down some things to set to, to say. Nice. Hello, welcome. No, I've done that bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the jokes never stop. Um, never, ever. To start with, I was going to talk about football. Football? I haven't watched either of the games, but England have qualified for the World Cup. Did you watch any of it? I'm so surprised. <laughs> um, did I watch any? I, I watched the San Marino game. All of it. Yeah, my only takeaway was, what is the fucking point? It is ridiculous. I mean, to be honest, like it, it's bad enough us turning up and battering them, but at the end of the day, we're one of the top teams in the world. But if mm. they can't even get a sniff out of anyone else, then what's the point? Their lads are literally just wasting on your leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like how big actually is San Marino? Like, is it like a town? Thirty thousand people. Thirty thousand. I think it's like this. Yeah, like half of Nottingham. Yeah, I mean that sounds smaller than Lincoln. Thirty thousand. In, in, in terms of like geographical size rather than population. Though. Oh right, yeah, I was talking population when I made the Lincoln reference. But I mean, seriously, what's the fucking point? But I'd almost be embarrassed to play against them. Never mind for them. Yeah, my brother was saying to me about like near the end, Tammy Abram had, like basically picked up one of their defenders in their box because he was down and basically just gave him a tap. And it sort of looked mm. like, come on, mate, you're almost there. Like, let's not drag this <laughs> yeah. out any longer. Just get I'm up and carry on. With him. Yeah. Like when when at the end of a 90 minute game of football, do you ever get one minute at a time whenever San Marino play football? Yeah, especially when there's been that many goals. Yeah. A bit harsh the ref awesome. to add even a minute on. Um but yeah, like England are qualified. Maguire's celebrations in the first game, any comment? Or oh, don't really give a fuck. Um, I judge Harry Maguire on one thing and one thing only, and that is how he plays for England. I hate Man United, so I couldn't give a flying hoot <laughs> if he is absolutely toilet for them and plays brilliantly for England. I really don't care. Yeah, in terms of his celebration, that was a little bit cringy, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a bit cringy. I thought some of the after, I thought some of the reaction was also a bit cringy. 
Roy Keane by any chance. Yeah, but just in, I mean, just the whole, I mean, I've now brought it up, which makes it even more ridiculous, but that, it's just a fucking celebration. Yeah. I understand it is a bit, it is a bit, <laughs> it is fucking cringy to be trying to silence critics after scoring against Albania, but <laughs> oh well, good luck to, he beca- you see he's become England's highest scoring defender. I did see that actually, yeah. Good I was going to do a, a quiz on that, but I didn't want to, I didn't want you to guess Dennis Irwin and everyone have to, have to laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that bloke. Yeah, me too. If I'd had more time, I'd have made a Dennis Irwin World Cup qualifiers quiz. But, I wonder uh, if he's on Instagram. No, he's not. I can't, I don't get the impression he would be. I'm guessing it's not the one with four posts. 88 followers and 44 following. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe I'll say hi. So are you Dennis Irwin? The Dennis Irwin. Who just didn't get as many penalties and free kicks as you deserved. Dennis, I believe in you. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, that was a good chat. One thing I don't particularly like about this this break is Harry Kane has scored like seven goals. Now, I know they're against two crap teams, when you're a Leeds fan and you're playing against Tottenham at the weekend. Well, that's not ideal, is it? And the bloke's not really been having a great start to the season. It's not ideal that he's coming straight back off off England duty with a new manager and seven goals under his belt, is it? How do number nines normally perform in a Conte team? I can think of like Costa. Costa did bits, didn't he? Lukaku did bits. I mean, both of those strikers scored the most goals in their team and they won the league. Mm. Like, it's pretty ominous, isn't it? But I think they sort of they they need to be like a physical, can do it on their own sort of player with wide support. Yeah. But you know, you could get into the, the details of Conte's structure as a whole when it comes to Tottenham squad. But if you think about like a Costa and a Hazard, like a Kane and a Sonny, that's not too bad, is it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. To be honest. Yeah, not this weekend. I'm not, but I'm looking for. I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing how they go. I quite like. You know, I quite like. Are you at teams. home? I, I think we're away. I think we're away just because we were at home last game against Leicester. Nice. I'm impressed. Did we play Leicester last game? I've got no idea, Joe. Lost me head a little bit there. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Um, just before we get on to you as well. Wales and Scotland have also got playoffs in the World Cup. And I was having a look into that earlier. The World Cup's fucking hard to qualify for. Because they're making yeah. a really big deal about, oh, they've got home playoffs. Then you look at it, they've only got home playoff for the semi-final. Then they've got a play final. That could be home or away. Could be against, like, Italy. Could be against Portugal. Fucking hell. Hard tournament Still a waste of fucking for. time, though, isn't it? What is World Cup qualification. Well, what do you want to do? Just pick 32? Yeah. You just get to pick 32. Every four years we come round Tom's house and he picks 32 teams up. 100%. Would you add a wild card in every tournament? Yeah. Who'd you want? I'd make it a club. I'd make (laughs) it a club and then whoever plays for that club isn't allowed to play for their country. They have to play for the club? Yeah. Would you pick good clubs or shit clubs or...? Um... Like a national league club. Oh, they've right. got loads of players that play for like Brazil and that, don't they? Yeah, I think there's quite a few national league clubs with some Brazilian stars. 
Speaking of National League, um, I went to watch Notts County last night in their FA Cup game against Rochdale. I don't think I told you. No, you didn't. Um, How was that? Um, well, it was a it was a good game. Notts County actually played really, really well. They played like good football. They lost two one in like stoppage time, I think it was, uh, or maybe just before. But there was this absolute baller pulling the strings for uh, Rochdale. And I was like, I've recognised that fucker from somewhere, but I couldn't quite see the back of his shirt. And then I googled number twenty-three or whatever he was for Rochdale. Couldn't and see it the back of out, his shirt, but you could see. Uh... Sorry, couldn't see the name on the back of his shirt. Enough of that, please. Um, it turns out it was Liam Kelly, Liam Kelly, who used to play for um, Reading, who we yeah, signed yeah. on our career mode in Australia when Bradley that was tearing it up. We also had Liam Kelly that grew into like an 84. Oh, he did, turns didn't out we? That, turns out that a few years ago, he left Reading and went to Feyenoord. Right. Played one game and then came back to the UK recently. But like, he was he didn't put a foot wrong. He was absolutely running the show. He could easily play at championship level and he's at Rochdale, who are in financial disarray in League Two. Bizarre. That is strange, isn't it? Mm. That was a good FIFA save, that was, wasn't it? Yeah, really good. Enjoyed it a lot. That was when we, Ben Brez got in, Ben Brereton got incredible bef- even before he found out he was Chilean. Yeah. And Bradley Dack was just Bradley Dack. Oh, fucking Bradley Dackery. Yeah, I love that man so much. I love him that much that I watch his show on ITV with his reality TV girlfriend. Has he got a show on ITV with his reality TV girlfriend? Yeah, it's called Olivia Met a Match. What on? ITV2? ITVB, I think. All right. It's all on ITV Hub, mate. I'd give it a watch. It takes you through like his when he gets injured and that's really quite good, actually. What do they do? Just go to shops? Uh, she does more of that, yeah. And then What's he doing? Do you maybe. just like turn up like, you're right? Plays like cod all the time. Fuck. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like a, a hell of a watch, mate. Yeah, it's great. We um, digress anyway. Yeah, we do. What do you think about... Since like we've last done one, Dean Smith has got sacked from Villa. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Gerard has left Rangers for Villa. Thoughts on that? Dean Smith has now gone to Norwich. Thoughts on that? Okay. Thoughts first of all on Dean Smith leaving Villa. Uh, very harsh. Yeah. In my book, but then although it's very harsh, which sounds like a little bit of a contradiction, I'm not massively surprised. They found yeah, they spent an awful lot of money in the summer, yeah. and whether they just think that Dean Smith maybe found his level, and probably isn't the bloke to. You get the you get the vibes that um, Villa have got big aspirations, haven't they? Yeah, for sure. You get the, you get the impression that they're looking at your West Ham's, your Leicester's, and saying, "Why can't that be us?" Yeah, exactly. But then, when you think about it, West Ham this time a couple of years ago. Yeah. We're in a worse position than Villa under the same manager. Granted, David Moore is a little bit more of a track record. Um, that's that. Um, him then going to one sec, it's one sec before you go on to that. I agree that they've lost five on the spin, and a pa- and I don't really know this, but I get the impression that their form in tw- like this calendar year is mm. honking. But they were rubbish back in the last year, weren't they? But like they've lost Grealish and. I mean, I think everyone rates Grealish massively as a player. That's one part of it. But secondly, like, everything went through Grealish. He was their main man, blah de blah de blah And to rip that out, 
I know you've signed some quality footballers, but to rip that out and expect results to not only stay the same, but improve, that's high standards, that. Yeah, sure. And goes into the risk factor attributed to Gerard, which we'll, we'll do after Dean Smith. What do you think about Dean Smith going to taking the Norwich job? I personally don't know why anyone would want to touch Norwich with a barge pole. I mean, are you ever going to take them from being a yo-yo club to into an established Premier League team? Probably not. Maybe you would do, I don't know. Um, it's a good opportunity for him to bounce back quickly, but he's going to have another relegation on his record. Well, a relegation a on relegation. his record, which is which isn't ideal. Um, I, I think for... I, I just I can't stand Norwich as a football club. I just think that Tim Potter's they come for a fairly successful... Yeah, I agree. I'm a bit surprised that he's taken it, not because of the club, but because of the timing, like to just literally do it within a week and leaving your previous job. Mm. But yeah, I, I can see why he'd go and I can see why they'd take him. Like he did a good job at Brentford before he went to Villa and mm-hmm. I think Norwich, they want to stay up. I mean, Dean Smith has at least got keeping a promoted team up once on yep. his record. Well, I did it two seasons, but the first year was the real relegation battle, wasn't it? Um, and then he's probably looking at it and going, well, realistically, I'm not going to get a Prem job. But if I, you know, if I end up in the championship, is there a better equipped team to get out of the championship than Norwich? And the answer is probably not, based on based on the last six years. Mm, absolutely. They're the best team at getting promoted. So I can sort of see it, but I mean, any, anyone who isn't a, someone who knows they're going to be in the championship wouldn't take that job, would they? Because... You're going to get no. I'm a little bit, and, I wonder if, I guess he wouldn't have known, but I'm a little bit surprised someone like Chris Wilder, I know he'd already just taken the Borough job, but you, you suspect that there's conversations on, going on in the background. Um, see, I thought, you see, because my prediction was um, Dean Smith doesn't play a particularly Norwich style of football. What's that then? They like to pass the ball around, don't they? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I thought that... Um, Norwich legend Russell Martin, who is currently at Swansea, was going to get that job. He started quite um, well, I guess, didn't he, as well? Yeah, he plays that style of football, but yeah. Um, nothing job, if you ask me. Fair play. Cardiff, you've got a new manager? Yeah, we do. Do you want my opinion on Gerard now, or do you want me to talk about... Oh, shit, I forgot about Gerard. Yeah, we'll do Gerard. Just so Gerard um, leaving Rangers to go to Villa. Yeah. Fair play to the bloke. If I was him, and what I assumed he would do is park himself in Scotland for the next two, three, four years, win everything that there is to win, maybe get them in the Champions League. And then as soon as Klopp decides enough's enough, take the Liverpool job. I think it's probably a little bit of a risk going to Villa because mm. I think uh, average performance at Villa compared to a clearing up in Scotland for three years, you'd rather stay probably then hampers his chance of getting the Liverpool job. Um, Yeah, I... I'm surprised. The reasons I thought he'd stay, well, I probably would have stayed in his in his situation because I would too. But I, I, I wouldn't necessarily have stayed for two, three years like you outlined. But I would want, um, I would want a full preseason. So yeah. I'd want to stay. I suppose he might then be saying, "Well, what if I don't win the league this year? Then I never get a job offer like this." Um, the other. The other sort of risk that I see to him taking it is Villa have, have, have sacked Dean Smith pretty 
quickly. Mm-hmm. So if he does average at Villa, not only does it not look impressive, but it also might end up with him getting the boot. And if he gets the yep. boot, then he's a long way away from getting, not just a Liverpool job. I know everyone talks about a Liverpool job, but if you scrap that for a second, just say a top job, because, you know, he was a top player. He's going to want a top job. So any any top club is going to be tough to get if he doesn't, if, you know, if he ends up getting sacked from Villa or whatever, whatever. But yeah, I find, I find, I think it's difficult because there's a lot of talk on what I was listening to the other day about Villa having these aspirations to become like a top, top six club or a top eight. You just think like, I'm not denying Villa have got the, the base for it. Like as a club, they're a big club. But mm-hmm. you look at it, you've got United, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Arsenal looking good again. Tottenham have just got a new manager. West Ham are flying. Leicester, a great club. That's Newcastle are rich. Newcastle are now rich if they can stay in the league. You know, Wolves are improving. Again, they're a decent side club. There's Leeds where if, if things go right for us. Like, everyone wants improvement. Everyone wants to get up there, but it's fucking hard. Like, everyone's, everyone's wanting that. And the quality and depth in the league is... Yeah, it's... it's mad. Uh, you know, and then you've got teams like Palace, new manager, things seem to be going well. Yeah, it's a hard league to stay into, but stay in, and it's a hard league to really get all the way up there. So, no, I'm with you, sister. Good on them for having the ambition, but fucking hell, that's tough. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Getting a shower, man. You're making me feel sick. Feel sick just looking at you. Uh, speaking of feel sick just looking at you, Cardiff, we've got a new manager. Nice. Um, yes, we do. Um, I'm probably for the first time ever, 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 a football club and their fan base are probably more excited about the first team coach rather <laughs> than the new manager. Um, so for people that don't know, Mark Hudson has been appointed um, Steve Morrison's number two. Uh, Hudson was our club captain for a number of years and everybody just loves him. Um, he worked a lot under David Wagner at Huddersfield and has got quite a good reputation as a coach. And he just knows the club, which is where Cardiff have been going wrong for the past while. We don't really have anyone in positions of power that care about the club or no know the direction that it should be going in. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's not What's, a, what, who's Steve not, Morrison come from? Our under-23s. Is, is that all um, he's done as manager? Yeah, but he's done an unbelievably good job with them. We had next to no academy set up and he's got our under-23s, won like eight games on the spin or something stupid. Um, on the verge of promotion, He, my dad put a bet on within five minutes of his first game at Stoke that he'd become our manager um, full-time. What else did he get? Just because, 10 to 1. Um, just because of the style of football that he was playing. It's probably the first time since Dave Jones that we've seen a Cardiff team or maybe Paul Trollope, who's our manager for about eight games. But we're actually passing the ball around, which is nice to see. We had we um, had this conversation the other day, didn't we? Because, I mean, you've been down the sort of tried and, trust, tried and trusted route with managers. Some sure. of them, you know, worked out with Neil Warnock, but for the rest of them, I'm not saying they've been a disaster, but it's not gone in the, the, well direction, the don't, direction of travel isn't what you've wanted it to be so they're short-term appointments aren't they with that style yeah. of football always will be and you get a new manager in who's young youthful and you hope that it takes those young players through that he's worked with and 
Like we were saying the other day, you haven't really got a pot to piss in when it comes to transfers, have you? Skint. So Absolutely. if you haven't got any money, how do you compete? You compete with very shrewd signings and you compete with a good good academy and people bringing players through. Yeah. Players, that, sure. players that will do well for you and also players that will turn a profit which means you can spend money for yourself. So, yeah, it makes absolute sense to me having that philosophy. And, yeah, fingers crossed it works out. Everyone gets excited by a new manager, don't they? Like a young manager. Yeah, he's just, he's been given a contract till the end of the season. Did, he, we'll ever, did he ever play for you? No. He, used no. To, he played for us for a bit. He always used to score against us for Millwall. Yeah, we, I'm trying to think if we, if we sold him to Millwall or we got him from Millwall. I can't remember. He was at us for a bit, didn't he? It was sort of our barren years where so many players that you just can't believe played for your football club, played for you. Yeah, he churned some right ballers out, didn't it's, it's, it's incredible, the players that played for us through the championship. Uh, anything else to talk about on football? Yeah. I won't talk about football anymore. Do you want to talk about boxing? Can do. What do you want to talk about first? Quite a few things that we could talk about, actually, isn't there? I've got quite a bit written down here. So we've got our two friends making their debut. Do that first. We've got... Okay. Um, well done, both. Very proud of you, Jake and Brad. Yeah, well done, um, boys. don't really have much more to say than that. No, me neither, actually. <laughs> it was good, though, wasn't it? Brad on Friday in Barnsley. Jake yeah. on, on Saturday in Leeds. Yeah. Two enjoyable shows, two good performances, boys. Well done. Uh, Absolutely. Achieved your dreams of becoming professional boxers, something that I'll never be able to say. Well, you know, let's not give it up, mate. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to the featherweight, champion, <laughs> featherweight Championship of the World. <laughs> <laughs> Probably closer to Cruiser at the minute. Oh, what a Spe- segue. Speaking of Cruiser, <laughs> oh, that is unbelievable. Oh, good. <laughs> That was really good. That was, yeah, it was all right. Four out of ten. Go on, take it away. Uh, so Canelo, like, it's come out of the WBC conference, whatever they're doing, that uh, WBC, uh, that Canelo is going to be jumping up to cruiserweight for a shot at his fifth weight world title, fighting against fucking Makubu. The only reason I say fucking Makubu is because it's who Tony Bellew beat to win his only Macabre. world title. Makabu, sorry. Yeah. Um, and it means we're going to have to hear loads of Tony Bellew and dragging that back up again, which is not my favourite thing to do in boxing. But do you th- scrap that. What do you think about Canelo jumping up to cruiserweight? Because he's, he's going to beat him, mate. He's, they're probably not that... The size difference between them probably isn't that big. There's probably a bit of a weight difference. But in terms of like height, like yeah, Makabu's not tall, is he? I don't know if he's just not that tall or whether it's because he's fought against massive blokes. Yeah, maybe, but Canelo's going to beat him up. I mean, you always fancy uh, Canelo to win any if, fight, don't you? If Tony Bellew can chin him, then Canelo's going to chin him. Do you think if... To be Canelo honest, he's, he's, a, he's only he's six foot. Canelo's five, seven and a half. So it's, it's quite a difference. Yeah, but think about Rocky mad. Fielding, Callum Smith. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say, it's not that mad. That might matter a difference. So if Canelo wins that fight, right, and yeah. I don't know, does another madness and unifies another division, do we start having to talk about this bloke as one of the greatest of all time? 
I think by his end, by the end of his career, it will be hard not to. The only yeah. thing that will ever stain his record in terms of goat status, not in terms of being a legend, he'll definitely be a legend in my eyes. Well, he already, be- already is, isn't he? Yeah, but because he lost to Mayweather, people always use that as why he's not a goat. Yeah. Now, if you want to get into the complexities of that about where yeah, they both were, twenty-three, twenty-three, yeah. he'd had forty-two fights, mind. But yeah, if you got into the complexities of it, then it's a it's a stupid thing to to really say, but it is what would be said. But for me, it's I never used to like. I Canelo, love him, mate. But nowadays, uh, yeah, I, I didn't either. Yeah, I'm the same. I think he's an absolute. Because I always G. used to think that I didn't like the whole Triple G situation. I thought he sort of played that a bit. But ever since, like, if you've got a belt, he'll fight you. Mm. If you're in his, if you're in his natural weight class, he'll fight all of you. And if you're in any other weight class and you've got a belt, you can get it as well. Like, what's not, what's not to love about the bloke? He's the cam man. Anyone can get it. Speaking of the other cam man, Dillian White, he's been shafted a little bit, hasn't he? He has. So Fury said, well. I don't know if it's come from Fury's mouth or one of his horses, but they've said they don't want to fight White. They rather fight Usyk, which is fair enough. But but they're not going to fight Usyk because because he's got to fight Joshua. And the WBC, yeah. by all by what's come out, have not ordered quite, it. Yeah, they've not ordered it. They've just sort of reaffirmed that he is the interim champion. But it's fucking. Has Dill put anything on um, socials? Let's have a look. I don't know. You feel bad. He's, he's had a bad rap, hasn't he? The poor bloke. He has a bit. Like, man needs a shot. He needs a shot. I, I think that I think Fury wants to fight Usyk for all the belts and then possibly sling it. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Possibly sling it. I don't think he wants to fight Dill. I don't think he. Fought, I don't think he wants to fight. His, I don't think he wants to fight mandatories. He's never fought a mandatory. Absolutely, he's never fought a mandatory. Um, which, yeah, I've got no respect for the bloke. I don't want to talk about him anymore. I will talk about another Fury, though. I've come to the decision that Tommy Fury is going to get chinned by Jake Paul. I think this as well. <laughs> I genuinely think it's going to happen. I don't want I it think, to happen. I think there's far too much money behind Jake Paul. I'm not saying that this isn't me saying it's going to be rigged or anything. That's not what I'm saying. But Jake Paul is such a cash cow now. He's so early into it. Unless they were uber, 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 uber confident that of beating Tommy Fury, I don't think they'd take that fight. Okay, because him losing now, it just it, it blows everything out of the water. He's not going to fight any humongous names for. He won't fight any more boxes, will he? Exactly. Um, I, I, just, I, 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 I agree with that. Not quite as strongly as you've put it, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. I sort of think that they look at it as. A very winnable fight. Otherwise, mm. why risk it at this stage? Absolutely. I think it'll be an all right fight for, I don't know. I think they'll probably both hurt each other. But Did you watch any of, of Tommy's last one? I no, didn't. I didn't. I think he was, he was rubbish. Yeah, I heard he was doggers. Against a lightweight UFC fight or MMA fight or something. I thought he fought. He didn't even fight a boxer. No. Well, it was Jake Paul's sparring partner. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jake Paul matching him. I'll pay to watch it. Oh, yeah. When is yeah, it? Is it Christmas? It's just before Christmas, isn't it? I want to say the 17th, but I might be completely wrong. I don't know. No, it's the 23rd, 18th. I think. No, it's not. No, it's not. 
it's They're not the, the 18th or the 11th? It'll be, no, it's the 18th. Yeah. They're the Saturdays. 18th. Yeah, 18th. Yeah. Well, it's the week before Christmas. Imagine getting chinned a week before Christmas. See that him and Molly May got, their whole place got robbed and they made no. like eight, 800 grand worth of stuff. Bloody hell. Where do they That'd live? Pretty shit, wasn't it? They lived somewhere in Cheshire, I think. Yeah, makes sense. Since moved out. Anyway, digressing again. Anything else we need to talk about? Uh, good fight on Saturday. Good fight on Saturday. Uh, Terence Crawford fighting Sean Porter. Really good fight. School cool. season. Crawford, Crawford, uh, Crawford will go Crawford. in as heavy favourite. Uh, fucking hell, man. Crawford will go in as heavy favourite. But Yeah, I agree. I look forward to that. I love watching uh, Terence Crawford. He's a he's a pound for pound top three, top four, depending yeah. on how you do list. Yeah, top five, top five, top five. I'd love top to five, hear. I'd five. love to hear the four people you put ahead of him. Have to go now? Or? Yeah, go on then. Can I lie? Yeah. You sick? Josh Taylor. No. <sighs> Oh. No, I'm joking, not Josh Taylor. Um, sorry, you've put me on the spot now. Uh, no, mate, I'd probably put Spence above him. Oh, debatable. It'd be nice if them two would have a fucking fight. I would arguably put Tyson Fury above him. I mean, where are you getting this from, mate? <laughs> where are you getting this from? Um, just, leave it. just leave put, it there, mate. Just leave it I'd there. I'd arguably put a new A above him. I don't know where you're getting that from, mate. I, you know I love a new way, but I don't understand that. You're putting him above Crawford. <laughs> I think I've just got about three nibbles there. Yeah, you have, mate, because they're all nonsense. Um, yeah, he's probably top five. Top five, top five, top five. He's not top three, though. He's top four. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I was going to do, a, I was gonna do a, a quick quiz, but I don't know if you'll know. Well, basically, I was going to... I googled how many box a quiz that I don't know any of the answers to. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, it was boxers who have won world titles in multiple divisions, right? And it was a bit of an old article, so I've updated it with Canelo. And I okay. reckon there are seventeen boxers to win world titles in four or more. I won't be able to tell you hardly any of them. Do you reckon? <laughs> right, okay, let me just reel some off. So Canelo, Mayweather, De La Hoya, Pacquiao. Lomachenko? No, I was then going to do the ones who have only done it in five or above. Have I named most of them then? You've named Manny and Mayweather. Delahorte not do five? No, he did four. Most of them are four. Uh, I don't know. I can't be able to think. Fair enough. Two of the four kings. If you can remember who the four kings were. you got... Tommy Hearns and you got Sugar Ray Leonard. They've both done it in five, and Canelo is going for five. If he does end up fighting Macabu, I said it right this time. Imagine if he beats Macabu and then like halves his body weight and wins a world title at like halves his body weight, just chops his arm off. <laughs> There's no he way. Sits he sits in a sauna for a while. You look at the, the width of him now, the depth. Yeah, he's, 
dense, isn't he? Yeah, he's a thick set individual. He's hella dense. <laughs> he's thick. <laughs> oh, one other thing on boxing, I don't want to talk about it, but just okay. I'm really, really glad that God, really, really glad. <laughs> I run. Uh, um, Galahad got chinned. Yeah, I'm a little bit. Any yeah, quick thoughts on that? Have you watched any of it? Yeah. Dar- Darren Barker uh, calls it on commentary earlier in the fight. He says he keeps going back with his head uh, in straight yeah. lines. He's going to get caught on the chin if he's not careful. Fast forward three or four rounds. It's big up Kiko. Yeah, well done to Kiko Martinez. He's a good fighter, but I didn't think he was going to be able to beat Galahad. Galahad looked so good against Dickens last time out. Mm. And the, like as well as Martinez has done to set it up, as Scott said to me when I sort of had a bit of a pop at Galahad, as well as Martinez has done to set it up, I don't think a world champion at Galahad's class and schooling should be getting chinned like that. No way, no way. No way, no way. Final word? Cortina's tomorrow night. God bless the band. See you all there.